The time is six o'clock. I now call this meeting to order. This meeting is open to the public and is being held in a hybrid format in accordance with the board and commission electronic participation connected in hybrid meeting policy. I'll ask the recording secretary to take a roll call. Chair Ahrens? Present. Vice Chair Cote? Present. Commissioner Salinas? Present. Commissioner Samuelson? Present. Commissioner McHugh? Present. Commissioner Warnke? Present. Commissioner Martinez? Present. Staff in attendance, TJ Kachevsky? Present. Mike Hyman? Present. Brian Peterson? Present. Dina Paulin? Present. And myself, Abigail Nichols. Thank you. Okay. Um, all members of the commissioners are present, either in person or online. Um, next, we'll approve the minutes from the last meeting on January 25th, 2024. Uh, they've been distributed. If there's no changes, additions, or deletions to the minutes, a motion to accept the minutes as presented will be accepted. Excuse so me, moved. Chair. We need to certify the meeting still. Yes, we do. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Reed is not here, but uh, has this meeting been by the script? Yes, it has. Okay, thank you. Has been noticed. It has been noticed, yes. Fantastic, thank you. Uh, Mr. Wonky has a motion to accept the, the minutes. Do I have a second? I'll second. Samuelson seconds that. Can we have a roll call vote? Chair Ahrens? Aye. Vice Chair Cote? Aye. Commissioner Salinas? Aye. Commissioner Samuelson? Aye. Commissioner McHugh? Aye. Commissioner Warnke? Aye. Commissioner Martinez? Aye. Thank you. Okay, we'll go ahead and move into the public hearing item. This is PC 2024-004, Use by Special Review, Site Development Plan, Tract B, Butterfield Crossing Park, <coughs> Meadows Third Amendment. The Commission must evaluate this proposal under the criteria established under the Municipal Code as summarized in the staff report. The Commission will hear from the staff, applicant, and the public. Do the Commissioners have any uh, conflicts of interest they'd like to uh, disclose before we get started? Hearing none. Ms. Pauline, has your application been properly noticed for review in accordance with the Municipal Code? Yes, Chair. Do you wish to enter your staff report and presentation in the public record? Yes, Chair. The floor is yours. <clears throat> Thank you. Good evening, Chair. Good evening, Commissioners. I am pleased to present to you this evening a use by special review site development plan for a wireless communication facility to be located at Butterfield Crossing Park in Meadows Filing 11, Meadows Third Amendment. And if you would allow, I would like to refer to it just as a wireless facility going forward. That title is, is, is quite long. Thank you. <clears throat> the property is, mo is uh, excuse me, zoned Meadows Third Amendment PD. Uh, wireless communication facilities are permitted use with an approved use by special review application. The property is bound on the north by Butterfield Crossing Drive, to the south by Meadows Boulevard, to the west by West Deer Trail Court and Trailside Loop, and to the east by Spring, Spring Meadow Lane. <clears throat> Surrounding uses include single family residential homes, trails, sport courts, and an elementary school. 
within the Meadows Third Amendment PD, above ground use wireless facilities require, require a use by special review application to be submitted and approved. The red circle represents the proposed location of the wireless facility. The minimum required setback for a wireless facility is the height of the wireless facility, including the antennas, if it's adjacent to a residentially zoned property. The height of the proposed wireless facility is 35 feet. The nearest residence is 475 feet to the west. Uh, we are 678 feet from residences to the east, approximately 1,020 feet from the southern boundary, and 611 feet from the elementary school. The applicant is proposing an addition to the existing structure, which is the pool locker room. The proposed addition is approximately 12 by 14 or 168 square feet at the base, and the height is 35 feet. The equipment is located in the upper half of the structure and is not visible from the outside. The front of the existing structure is the west elevation that you see at the top. The east elevation is to the left, the south is in the center, and the north elevation is on the right. This is the uh, existing pool locker room. There's a photo of it there for you. This is a photo of the proposed uh, simulation of, of the proposed addition. Uh, the team mobile team worked very closely with town staff to integrate the addition with the existing structure and surroundings. The materials and colors for the addition were chosen to match the current structure. Windows were added uh, on the front of the proposed addition, along with the gable at the top to replicate the existing structure's architectural details. Following are just a few uh, view vantage point photos uh, of the park. So the little red um, triangle in the picture shows where the visibility of the, um, of the wireless facility. This is a view from the west side of the park. The next is a view from the south of the park closer to Meadows Boulevard. This is a view from the north at Butterfield Crossing, which is the entrance off of Butterfield Crossing Drive. And this is the view from the elementary school parking lot. <clears throat> the applicant held three neighborhood meetings. Um, highlights of the feedback are concerns regarding the health and safety of a wireless facility in a residential neighborhood, concerns regarding negative impact on property values of the surrounding single family homes, uh, both positive and negative feedback was received. The applicant noticed the project in accordance with town municipal code. Public hearings were mailed to property owners within 500 feet of the property. Public hearing signs were posted on the property and the public hearing notice was posted on the town website. Staff finds the use by special review meets the town of Castle Rock Municipal Code section 1760-070C standards for approval for a use by special review wireless communication facility. The use by special review requires an approved lease by town council. Uh, the lease will be heard before town council on March 19, 2024. Staff recommends that planning commission recommend approval of the use by special review to town council. I have provided proposed motion recommendations for your use. Uh, the proposed motions were included in your staff report and are shown on the screen. 
This concludes staff presentation. Uh, we are available for any questions the commissioners may have or questions can be deferred until after the applicant presentation. The applicant is present this evening and has prepared a presentation for you at this time. Thank you very much. Do the commissioners have any questions of staff at this time? I have one before. Um, if we could go, if it's not too hard to find the first picture that was shown, I believe. Um, that one, yeah. Right there on the right, is that an existing cell array um, in the black pole? Yes, that is a, a small cell by another provider. How long has that been there, out of curiosity? I'm not sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they know. Okay, fair enough. Appreciate it. Thank you. Any other questions? That's it. I'll invite the applicant up for a presentation. Good to see you again. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Good evening, Town of Castle Rock Planning Commission. Uh, my name is Kenneth Trujillo, and I'll be providing you with a presentation uh, for the wireless communications facility proposal at Butterfield Park. Um, as you had asked uh, about this black pole uh, here in this main picture, that is a Verizon wireless small cell that has been in operation since 2000. 17 also gotten its permission through a use by uh, special review as well. Uh, today I'm going to be presenting you with information of why a new site is being proposed here in the west side of Castle Rock, uh, why this location was chosen, uh, what's being proposed, and we'll end this presentation uh, with some of the FCC regulations and information about uh, fifth generation technology. Uh, I have here with myself Annie Makowitz, who is also here with UCI2 Construction Services. Myself, I am with UCI2 Construction Services doing the engineering and site acquisition work on behalf of T-Mobile. We also have uh, Prasant and Kamud also representing T-Mobile uh, here in attendance, as well as uh, several other members of the T-Mobile team. Uh, so uh, why a new site is needed here on the west side of Castle Rock, what you're seeing here on this slide is uh, the coverage map. Uh, just to orientate you guys to the map, uh, this uh, orange line on the top right part of the slide, that's I-25. You'll see that we have very good coverage on the east side of, uh, of Castle Rock. As the coverage goes more west, you'll see that the, the coverage gets worse. We get more, uh, less access to the network. As you can see, as the uh, coverage gets worse, and we have even areas uh, to the north that have no coverage. Uh, that is the result of the terrain of, uh, of West Castle Rock. There's a large ridgeline that goes um, uh, north to south, and we'll show you that here in a few slides, uh, that prevents the signal from having line of sight to the west side of Castle Rock. And that's, right, that's the reason for the bad coverage on the west side. Um, what you see here with this magenta arrow, that's pointing to Butterfield Park, and it will sit on top of that ridgeline, so it will be... Um, be able to overlook that area, and we'll show that a little bit more clearly on a few slides. Uh, with this one site, uh, this is the area that we'll get, uh, we'll get uh, provided with coverage. So from this one site, this area, all these areas that have no coverage or very poor coverage will have uh, access to the T-Mobile network. Uh, I would like to start with just uh, some of the importance to having uh, diversity of networks and, and the importance of having uh, improved service to this side. Uh, not only is it required by the FCC to provide coverage everywhere, 
uh, but it's a, it's a critical part of the 911 services and emergency calls. Uh, this is a, uh, this slide's about two months old, but this was uh, a request from our previous neighborhood meetings to show uh, how, many how many emergency calls uh, were on this side. Uh, from T-Mobile customers, those are all represented by a black dot. Uh, 1,064 911 calls were placed within Castle Rock Municipal Boundary. Uh, of those uh, were 5,000 T-Mobile customers. So again, just showing how important it is to have those, to have that access. Uh, we have heard that there is uh, other providers in the area. It's important to have a diversity of, ne uh, of networks. If one network goes down, 911 will, go, will transfer over to another carrier to be able to get that call to go through. Uh, and it's not just emergency calls. It's just, it's just a critical part of how we live, work, and play. It's how we do business and how we, how we, uh, we live. To have that, um, that connectivity and access to T-Mobile network and to their customers, it's a, it's a very important part. Uh, I do use the word uh, uh, coverage uh, for, for the <coughs> this presentation. Um, uh, coverage refers to uh, an area that has no, um, uh, no network to access. Uh, that's different than capacity. Uh, capacity is when there's already a lot of, uh, uh, or there's a cell, cell site service in an area, but it's overloaded, like an area like the Castle Rock Outlets or downtown Castle Rock or somewhere where there's a large grouping of people and it's overloading a cell tower. Uh, that's not the case here. We are really doing a coverage, providing coverage where there's little to no access. Uh, this will have some overlap to the east to also increase the coverage over there. Um, when we look for a new site, we always uh, start with the zoning map. So this is how we choose sites. We look to see if there's any commercially zoned properties or any industrial properties or anything that would, any, anywhere the zoning code would lean us to. As you guys may know, uh, the west side of Castle Rock are all planet, uh, planned developments. Uh, this one being Butterfield uh, Meadows Third Amendment uh, or the one, the Fourth Amendment. But it's all, it's all the planned development. There's no industrial or large commercial buildings to attach to. Um, we also worked very closely with the town of Castle Rock on this location. We came to you guys and said, where is the most appropriate spot for this? And we were directed to, uh, to Butterfield Park. Uh, our original location in the park was actually where the Century Park was. And then we moved it at the park's recommendation uh, to go to the pool. And so uh, we've always been directed and worked closely with you guys to figure out where this is the most appropriate. And we'll show you some more uh, slides here of why this is such, the, such a great spot for not only our needs, but just to, to provide um, service to the community and how it fits into the zoning code. Um, so as you can see here, this is a little bit more of an aerial, uh, an aerial map. Uh, you'll see that this area is very densely uh, single-family uh, residential homes. There's no other things in this area except for the park itself and some restricted trails. Uh, and what I mean by strict, uh, restricted trails are restricted skylines that per the zoning code, we don't put anything up there to break up the natural um, plateau look of, of Castle Rock. You know? And so uh, we, after working with Castle Rock, it was determined the park uh, that already had a wireless communications facility in operation since 2017 would be the most appropriate. Uh, if you'll see here, this also has the most setbacks from any other residential property in the area. There's no other location that would give us the setbacks that were shown uh, by Dina on her slide. Uh, this would give you the absolute most setbacks and most distance from other adjacent uses. We always look to see if there are any other wireless communications facilities that we can co-locate at. 
Um, so we, we uh, what you're looking at here is a map provided to us by the town of Castle Rock that shows every other uh, wireless communications facilities that you guys have approved. Um, uh, the dark blue ones are the ones that exist. They're, they're uh, built today and operating. Um, the light blue ones, uh, those are ones that are being proposed. They're not built today and they don't help us co-locate on them. Uh, you'll see that uh, all these um, light blue triangles are kind of, uh, those, I believe those are small cells for, either, for another carrier, but those aren't, those aren't approved or I'm not too sure what status they are. The only other one on this side of Castle Rock is the one in Butterfield Park itself. Um, uh, there are hospitals on the east side uh, of the ridge line, which we'll show you here in just a moment, uh, but that is out. That won't uh, provide the coverage to the west side of the Castle Rock. And the next closest would be an existing tower that is way far south and would not provide the coverage or the area needing coverage. Uh, so uh, we did take a look at all of them uh, to include the hospital at 2350 Meadows Boulevard in Castle Rock. Um, this would not penetrate or get to the other side of West Castle Rock, so it wouldn't increase our coverage. Uh, we also looked at the one in Castle Highlands. Again, that is so far to the south, it would not provide a coverage. There's also a large bowl, a geographic bowl, that prevents line of sight uh, to this area. In terms of the ridge line, um, uh, this is the geographical uh, feature that prevents anything from the east side of Castle Rock to shoot into the west side, and that's the reason why we have such poor coverage uh, on this side, because all the, uh, the towers uh, that shoot over here that are servicing I-25, their signal ends there, and that's what you saw on those coverage maps. Uh, this magenta arrow pointing down is Butterfield Park. It sits upon it, uh, sits upon that ridge line. That kind of goes north-south and then wraps around this bowl to the south. Um, and so by placing it here, we'll be able to finally have that visibility. Uh, again, uh, this is uh, the before and after photo simulations already provided, uh, shown to you by Dina, but again, that's the pool it's, uh, and its new paint job. Um, and this is the existing wireless communications facility for Verizon Wireless. Uh, what we're proposing is going to be the extension of the, uh, of the pool area. It was worked, we worked very closely with the town of Castle Rock to ensure that it met all architectural um, requirements to make sure it blended seamlessly and um, would match other architectural elements already at the pool. Uh, some of the distances, uh, these match the ones that Dina just presented to you, uh, just how far back things are. Again, we're talking hundreds of feet uh, behind large mature trees, which we'll show you here in a bit. Uh, this, you will not get any more setbacks from adjacent properties than this site. These are some of the same pictures that were presented to you by Dina, just showing um, uh, what we're proposing. We have that um, uh, stealth box uh, that protrudes up and then uh, an area at the bottom at the base uh, with T-Mobile's equipment as well as a little bit of additional space for the pool to use for their storage. Uh, we also will be adding a concrete walkway and a second access, an ADA access to the pool. Currently there's just a uh, dirt patch there and some spare chair, chair spaces, uh, but that will also be added as a, a result of this. Uh, none of the vegetation will be disturbed as a result of that. Uh, these are the elevations. Uh, the pool is currently 16 feet. This will be 35 feet. So basically it'll stick up about twice as high as it currently is. Uh, here's, here's the west, 
east, south, and north elevations. Uh, there were some questions about uh, fifth generation technology. Uh, 5G just stands for fifth generation. It's just the next generation of cell phone technology. The next one, regardless of what we do, will be 6G. Uh, 5G is a platform and not a specific antenna, piece of equipment, or new technology. Uh, 5G is an operating standard that utilizes wireless spectrum that has been in use for decades for wireless communications. T-Mobile's 5G plan includes repurposing radio waves within our low band spectrum holdings previously utilized for decades to transmit broadcast TV. So for, if any of you guys are watching the old analog TV that, and it went away, that's because we were using it for wireless communication. So the same signal we've been using, that's where the digital TV came from. Uh, it might be helpful to think of 5G as a software upgrade that will allow customers to experience our network in better and unprecedented ways. Uh, radio frequency emissions are emitted by everything that operates with electricity, including common consumer electronics such as TVs, radios, PCs, laptops, tablets, baby monitors, Wi-Fi's, routers, and household appliances. Anything that doesn't have a core to it and it's working, it's, like that, it's using radio waves. Uh, T-Mobile broadcast signals over frequencies that are regulated and licensed by the FCC and will operate those sub, uh, the subject site in compliance with FCC rules and regulations regarding maximum permissible exposure limits and guidelines. And 5G changes nothing about the power levels or the ma uh, maximum permissible exposure levels. We have provided uh, additional resources for you guys to uh, reference, especially in terms of radio frequency safety data uh, from both the FCC, uh, FDA, which are the primary sources of, um, of information, but all of these are available for you guys to read. Uh, I would like to also just do a quick uh, look at just some of the ones. I know Dina had already shown you the, some of these photos. Just to show how small of a visual impact this is, this is 600 feet away from most ways, and there are a large amount of, uh, of mature trees that surround this park, and that's likely by design to break up you know, as you guys did the pool. It, it's, it's, only, it's very easy to scale this. To, it's just twice as big as it was. This far back from the adjacent properties, um, this is about as good as you're going to get with from the outside. Um, you're going to be able to see these, and it's primarily only because of winter that you're able to see anything. Most of these trees, when they're full bloom, you won't be able to see them unless you're in the park. There is a, a spot right here. You'll be able to see it a little bit better. But just to show you how small of an impact, visually that is, uh, you will have to go up to the, to the pool itself, and it's so seamlessly uh, blended in, no one would think of it as an afterthought. Again, yeah, there is an elevation change. Uh, this is from the school's parking lot. Uh, you can just see it, it being on a, on a hill, having that false summit, and also just also breaking up that view. I'd like to close um, with just uh, some of the considerations uh, that you guys will be reviewing. Um, about the height and size, as you heard from Dina, we have met all setbacks and height requirements for this district. Uh, for the proximity of the wireless, uh, uh, of the uh, WCF to residential structures and residential zoned uh, boundaries. Again, this, this property or this park has the most distance in terms of proximity than anywhere else that can provide us the coverage that we need. Uh, the, uh, in terms of the nature of a use, uses on adjacent nearby properties, I'd just like to remind the town of Castle Rock there's already a wireless communications facility here been approved by the use by special review and it's been there for some time without issue. Um, in terms of uh, compatibility with the surrounding topography, I hope these photos help you guys get a better sense of just, you know, how it blends in. Um, 
compatibility with the surrounding tree foliage and uh, coverage and foliage. Again, the trees are going to be blocking most of this view if the view was a concern, as well as we will be not disturbing any ex existing trees for this. Uh, in terms of the uh, WCF, with particular reference to design characteristics that have an effect of reducing or eliminating visual, visual obtrusiveness, uh, we worked very closely with the town of Castle Rock to make sure this blended. Uh, basically, anything that they uh, had asked for to make sure that it makes it um, compatible. We've, we've worked with it, given that to them, and uh, I, truly, this is the nicest site in Colorado that I've seen. I've been to almost every cell site. The architectural uh, standards that this one is up to is, uh, is top-notch. I can definitely I can tell you that with assurance. In terms of proposed access, uh, we're not going to be changing any access to the, uh, to the pool. It's the same parking lot that we've always had, as well as we're actually adding an ADA sidewalk to get to do the pool as well. So thank you so much for your time. That concludes my presentation. Commissioners, have any questions of the applicant? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I've got one. <clears throat> um, well, thank you. I think you've done a good job of re kind of repositioning this from the last time. Yes. Um, so um, I really love that you did the improvement to the um, ADA portion of that. I think that's that's a good add um, in a location seems to be, you know, better. You know, I, I don't know the answer. I don't know the science, but what is the what's the evidence that you guys have looked at that suggests? Because we see this in the emails from you know from residents and their concerns about the health concerns. But what what um, have you seen that suggests that cell towers placed within you know 500 feet of communities are safe? Um, you know, for residents, what what does the science say? So again, we did provide uh, both FCC, FDA, um, all these other uh, agencies at the end, and all of them have found no link to health hazards. And so um, uh, we will operate this site within all guidelines provided to us by the FCC and FDA. Uh, we would never do anything that was unsafe or risk our, you know, our name or, or anything yeah. operating outside of that. Uh, I mean, again, this is a, uh, again, this is a location where there's one operating right now. And without right. issue, and it has been since 2017. I mean, we have them all over. Uh, they're, they're it's everywhere. not real effective, but um, but other than that, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, if that am I able to speak to that? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. If that if that wall was clear, you'd be looking at one 40 feet away from you. There's a there's a box right there, right on that very building right behind us. And I mean, they're everywhere and they're operating, and it's how we just how our phones work. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I had a question. Um, yes, go ahead. <clears throat> curiosity question. So the, the previous submittal, um, this is a new submittal, I would assume. Yes. It, so does it solve your coverage issues that you had in the previous submittal, or is this a whole different submittal for different coverage issues? Well, they were originally intended to work in, in conjunction with each other. We're not entirely, we will have to go back to the drawing board, but we don't have a, a clear decision what we're going to be doing for the south. It does cover uh, a large portion of the west north part of it, but they were supposed to work together. So to answer your question, uh, it solves a lot of the west side. But it, it, it's not covering the area of your previous submittal. This not is a, not the bison there, not not directly. <coughs> Big pardon. Uh, not not directly, but I hmm. I think we still got some work to do on the southwest side, right? Yeah, we still have some some work, so we're back to the drawing board with that one. How many more do you think you'll need to put in in that area to have good coverage? 
Um, your, as it would depend on the site. So, you know, each site has a different coverage. You oh, can see on that yeah. previous one, it, it doesn't, it, it's very dictated by terrain. So if there's one that could provide all of that, we would mm -hmm. just do that, you know? And so if there, if it's restricted to certain areas, we might have to have two to cover the full area or one or, you know, or work something else out. But um, we're still at the drawing board. I don't want to say anything that's going to hurt us down the road is what I'm kind of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Given that the antennas will be set at the pool facility, is there any special building code that you need to satisfy given that you will be zero feet away from the personnel that operates the pool? Uh, are, are you, for the building code? Mm -hmm. um, uh, we, uh, we will be submitting for a uh, building permit and we'll meet all IBC structural and um, uh, you know electrical codes uh, for the, given by the town of Castle Rock, but I, I feel I'm not, not answering your question. Mm. I'm sorry, uh, could you repeat it? No, that's okay. Uh, it may be long enough following up meeting, right? Um, but my question is really regarding that. You will be zero feet away from a facility that is occupied by people. Right. Is there a special building code that you need to satisfy and that was covered on your proposal? Oh, uh, you're talking about setbacks. Uh, no, the antennas will be 35 uh, feet high, or at least the, um, uh, there, it, that'll be up there. Um, and the, the signal just dissipates so quickly that we will not need any setbacks or anything of that matter. Mm. Just like the, the current one in the, in the park, just by a sidewalk. You could walk by any small cell. Yeah, there's no distance needed from that one. Uh, Commissioner Samuelson had uh, reference to the previous filing that you had made. And if I recall, the setbacks from that tower to the nearest house were much closer. And I tried to find in uh, the previous filing what that distance was. It was about 85 feet or something like that. It was roughly about 85 feet, depending on how you measured. And this is more than twice that. Uh, well, this is 600 in some cases, 600, some cases, 400. Yeah. I mean, this is you know, football fields away. Okay, yeah, it's a much bigger park. Yes. Okay. Any other questions? Let's move to the public comment. Thank you. This is a public Hello, comment. I'm Please hang on, I'll give you some directions and we'll uh, talk about how we're gonna do this. This is a public hearing. <clears throat> At this time, open to public comment. When I call your name, please step forward in a microphone and clearly state your name, place of residence, your association with the action before the commission, and any financial or personal interest you may have in that action. If you do not live within the municipal limits of Castle Rock, please state so for the record. Provide your testimony in the interest of time. We may ask that you limit comments to no more than four minutes, and you may be asked questions by the commission members. We're gonna first start with people who are in person, then we'll go online. So is there a sign-up sheet for anyone that wishes to speak here? If not, if anyone cares to speak, step on up uh, to the, the, the desk right there. Um, the microphone has a button on it. If it is red, it is on. It is red. Great. I'm Fred Walhoff, 
live at 4441 Trailside Lane, about uh, approximately 1,200 feet from where this is being proposed. My wife and I, if, we, if the weather is decent, we try to walk to Butterfield Park every day and through it. I am not a T-Mobile customer, but my carrier, Consumer Cellular, uses and, and rents other towers. And the phone which I have is populated by T-Mobile. So my signal comes from T-Mobile. And there have been so many times that I have had calls dropped because I could only have just maybe one, maybe two bars if I was fortunate. But um, the, the signal was just not there much of the time. I had to invest in a better phone <laughs> in, in order to uh, be able to hold my calls. So I'm very much in favor of them being able to, to put this in Rutterfield Park. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Thank you. Is there anyone else that's in person that wishes to address us? Very good, we'll go to the online. Um, I will go ahead and I see a few names. I will call on people and ask them to uh, identify themselves and give them an opportunity to speak. I will ta start with Abby. Hello, um, can you hear me? We can, thank you. Okay, thanks. Uh, my name is Abby Mraz, and I live, I border Butter, Butterfield Park. I'm on Rock Creek Drive. Um, I have three main concerns with the building of this cell tower. The first, I know uh, we were just told about all the FCC guidelines um, that talk about exposure levels. Those guidelines are back, come back from the 1990s from the mid nineties. So they're very old, um, very outdated. I know that we, he gave us websites showing that there's no health concerns whatsoever. Um, there are plenty of health concerns and there are plenty of um, scientific studies that show that. And I would be happy to email, um, you know, send those in an email to town council um, to consider that as well. Um, so the first is the outdated FCC guidelines. Um, my second concern is health. Um, and I know that this cell tower is set back, um, you know, pretty good from from where people live, but it's not good enough. It's it's still close. I mean, that we're 611 feet from a, an elementary school where children spend all day uh, attending school. Um, the houses in that neighborhood um, have children living in them 24-7, um, and so they will be exposed to those those um, wavelengths 24 seven. Um, and that's, that's really where I come from is uh, we bought that house um, that we live in. We love Castle Rock. We specifically looked for a place not near uh, a cell tower. And um, I have four small children. Um, I homeschool them. So we are there all the time and that's our home. Um, my third concern is uh, property value. And um, there have been areas um, in the U.S. that have uh, their home values have been affected negatively near cell towers. And so I would like just for the council and for the planning commission to consider um, those things as well. Thank you very much. Thank you for your comments. 
I see Jennifer B has their hand raised. If she would like to address us now, that'd be great. Thank you so much. Uh, this is Jennifer Brescia. I'm a resident of Castle Rock. Um, I sent a letter to the town council on December 4th. There was a question earlier posed about safety and Ken's answer was technically legally correct. But among the various pieces of science that we found when we were studying for Bison Park, um, which I introduced in the December 4th letter, was that there's a recommendation of 1,643 feet from that kind of a tower as it is a macro tower, not the micro tower that Ken was alluding to that's already in ice, or in Butterfield Park. So that is one big distinction, is that this is a macro tower, not a micro tower. And I just wanted to make sure you guys were aware of it, that he's legally correct, but there's a lot of science out there that says you want more than 1,000 feet from a tower to a school or a home or any of those other things that Abby mentioned. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Uh, I see a hand raised from somebody with closest home. If you'd like to um, tell us who you are and give us your comments. It's the person that has their hand raised and the uh, title on the, the screen is- Hi, can you hear me? Sure. Hi, I wanted, what, I think it was Jennifer just spoke to this. I've done a lot of research also. I know there's issues in India with these towers. One of my concerns is you guys have a big box that's going up over the rooftop of the pool and it's how many antennae are you guys actually putting in there? Has anyone even looked at that? Because you can direct these antennae to different parts of the park. So if you're streaming these all towards the elementary school, or if you're streaming them directly to my home, which is directly in the path, closest home to the actual tower. So I fear what you're going to do is you're going to end up leasing out to all these other companies that don't have towers, which is what you guys do to make money. You rent the towers to other 225 cell phone companies that are out there that don't have towers. How many actual antennae are going into that giant building? This isn't a question and answer. This is a public comment. Um, also, if you could please identify your name and your residence. My name is Tim Noble. I live at 5870 South Rock Creek Drive. I'm right at the entrance on Rock Creek Drive. My home is the closest home to that tower. Does that conclude your comments? Yeah, I'm against it. Because I don't think you guys have done enough research and what I heard about the distances of what is safe and what's not safe is not true at all. I don't think you know enough about 5G and what the health effects are going to be to everybody and the people in the elementary school right down the hill. And where you're turning these towers to and how many people you're actually going to be renting them to and how much you're going to stuff that tower with other antennae that are going to be pointed all over our town. I don't think people know what the health effects are. Same as Bison Park, 100 feet from a home. You already gave us pickleball courts. What's next? So that concludes my, I, I know you guys are going to do it anyway. It doesn't matter what we say. It's pretty amazing that Bison Park, you guys actually said no, which I really appreciate that. But this is, you're devaluing our home. 
cell phone towers 1.8% is what it actually devalues a home within 1,600 feet of the tower. That's a fact in America right now. 3,000 unsanctioned towers in America, number two in the world. India is number four. You've got people in India dying of brain cancer that are less than a quarter mile from those cell towers. They know it. It's documented. Go on the web and you can see it. So what's going to happen to all these kids 20 years from now when you guys make a decision and you slap this tower up there right next to a brand new park for handicapped kids? I mean, what's next in our park? Why do you guys keep doing this? I don't think the people from T-Mobile are giving you guys all the facts. That, that's it. That's all I need to say. Thank you for your comments. Is there anyone else that's online that wishes to make public comment? Okay, hearing none. Are there any additional questions of uh, commission of either the applicant or staff? Hearing none, I'll go ahead and close, close the public comment period and we'll go into discussion. Can entertain a motion first, or uh, what's your? Is there any preference? I'll go ahead and entertain a motion first, then we can have discussion if that's uh, preferred. I'll move to recommend approval of the UBSR wireless communication facility as presented to town council. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Okay, we have a motion by Commissioner Cote, second by Commissioner. Discussion? A couple of points I'd like to make. I know we talked last time that, that it's not the town nor the planning commission's responsibility to pick or choose winners and when we have a, a public service like, or a public utility like, like wireless access. Um, so extending uh, an additional provider service area is an important part of what we can do an example of that was the outage yesterday from AT&T across the country, if anybody was following that. Um, AT&T was down, other providers were up. Um, that could have happened here. The ability to have more than one provider with coverage in an area would help um, protect our town, protect 911 services and other purposes as well. Um, that seems to me like a reason to be able to make sure that we are providing our community with the services that they need. I'll offer some reasoning for my motion. Um, there are a lot of proposals that we consider that don't necessarily have constituencies on both sides. We often don't have people here advocating for more storage units to store their stuff. Um, it's just the applicant who wants to develop some and open a business. Um, this is one of those rare gems, though, where we hear from both sides equally, especially from the what I might call topographically challenged portions of the town, uh, Crystal Valley Ranch, the west side of um, the Meadows. Um, and, you know, there are pros and cons cited by both sides, um, potential health concerns, aesthetics, uh, perceived uh, value impacts on one side. On the other side, this is a public utility essentially now that people depend on for life and death issues, commerce, 
connectivity to the rest of the world, all manner of kind of things that they do in their life. It's just essential. So we're left with less discretion, I would say, in accommodating a, um, a needed public uh, service and infrastructure. Um, the applicant said something that immediately stood out to me, and that was that you'll not get uh, more adjacent setbacks than this site. And I think that's right on the west side of Castle Rock in the Meadows. Clearly, we're open-minded. Uh, the Bison Park uh, project that we recommended, dis, uh, dis I can't say it, disapproval, thank you. Uh, appreciate the bailout. Um, I think that illustrates that. Uh, I remember another project earlier in one of my terms on the commission. That was one of the other projects that we turned down, one that was planned on a ridgeline. Um, this one, I appreciate that the applicant not only had a really informative and insightful anticipating some of our questions and issues presentation, but we can always tell when an applicant has worked closely and cooperatively with the town. That's key because the town essentially represents the people who live here and, um, and uh, it works better for everybody when we do that. So I think it's a great site. Uh, I think we need it. I think the volume of communication we got on this site, pro or con, versus the volume of communication we got on the last, mostly con, tells us that we're cutting the baby in half the right way um, in terms of uh, finding a site that tries to address the bulk of the concerns while also providing the bulk of access that people need. I covered everything I was going to say, I think. I was, I was maybe just going to mention that the fact that the school's there, um, you also get a feel there's a lot of little kids there that, that probably need to call their parents or let's say they, they aren't in the right spot and they can't find each other or something. So I think there's a, a value to that as well as being said there's a concern, but I think there's also a value to be considered. So I'll note that um, the staff report identifies the criteria by which we are to judge um, whether or not we want to approve this or recommend approval of the special use. And in my mind, um, the distinction between this proposal and a previous one is we are talking about significantly more distance between where the antenna is going and the residence. And in my mind, that does make it compatible. And uh, I am in favor of it. Commissioner McHugh, do you have any comments? Uh, no, I would say that Commissioner Cote covered everything that was on my mind. Very good. It's also worth noting to your point that health and safety and being an arbiter of that is not one of our criteria for making a decision. So, um, you know, as much as that might be someone's personal concern, it's outside of the scope of what we're authorized to make the decision based on. With that, shall we take a vote? Recording secretary? Chair Ernst? Aye. Vice Chair Cote? Aye. Commissioner Salinas? Nay. Commissioner Samuelson? Aye. Commissioner McHugh? Aye. Commissioner Warnke? Aye. Commissioner Martinez? Aye. Thank you. The motion carries six to one.
That concludes the public hearing. We'll now go on to other agenda items. Uh, Town Council liaison update, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Chair. Um, a couple of, couple of things to talk about. <clears throat> Last meeting, um, we uh, had a presentation um, in regards to the science, uh, S S C F D um, <clears throat> that um, we had a group of, of individuals who would like to see us enter that as a town. Um, they had a nice presentation. They had, they had a lot of good ideas. Uh, I, overall, we the council didn't didn't speak uh, to it. Uh, we uh, I think we're probably going to look into it a little bit. Um, but it was a nice presentation, and, and uh, I'm not sure if it's something that fits for Castle Rock. Um, mostly because of cost. Um, but 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 it was a good presentation, and we were glad to have them there. Um, after that, we had a presentation, the five-year plan from the fire chief, um, and, and he talked about, about the, the plan as far as you know, different uh, vehicles and just apparatus and that kind of thing, as well as he talked about the new um, 156 uh, fire station in near Cobblestone Ranch and hoping to have that in construction, I believe, in 2025. Um, and the cost on that, and um, I think that, that was a lot of cost that, that uh, has been always rising and rising. So it's, it's just, uh, um, you know, we had a 19% increase on, on uh, fire and rescue's uh, budget last year. So fire and rescue and, and police's budget is, uh, is, is expensive and, and so it's something for us to watch. Um, it's, it's our most expensive um, uh, departments, uh, police and fire, as far as um, personnel. We spend, of course, much more on water, but on personnel, it's those two. And we got to think about, we have to help on, um, you know, retirement and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of, a lot of the firefighters are starting to age out and that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's something for us to think about. As well as we did almost $900,000 um, improvements to the Cantrell School, uh, mostly bathroom access, uh, you know, ADA stuff as well. Um, and I think that we know that that's a 10-year plan, and it's probably – you know, somewhere around, we think $7 million total, but who knows. Um, but it's, it's a great project and, and it'll, it'll uh, um, only get better from there. And we can, it, we're already using it, which is great, um, but uh, it'll, it'll be better with, with this addition and then additions to come in, in next year's as well. And then um, we did vote on online, online um, uh, comment. Um, so, over this last year or so, um, online comment across the country and in Colorado um, has gotten kind of um, verbally abusive <laughs> um, to the point where uh, C CML and the Metro mayors um, voted on um, recommending that we um, stop online comment. I don't know if you saw last week in Lakewood, uh, somebody went on, a, on, a, on an anti-Semitic rant in Lakewood last week. Um, and legally, um, we cannot stop that. We, we, once, once they start talking, the, the mic is on. We can't, we can't cut the mic. We can't uh, turn, it, turn it down. We can't, we can't unplug it. Uh, we have to let them speak for a, whatever the time is allowed, whether it's three or four minutes, depending on, on uh, whether it's quasi or not. Um, you know, I've had, I've had council members you know, tell me or, and people in general say, well, I would just talk over them or well, then they get to speak again. You know, or, or I would, you know, do whatever, you know, but the, 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 the truth of the matter is it's a First Amendment right once they start talking. And 
uh, you know, someone could say, you know, my name is, is Dan Aarons and then start swearing at us for, for, for three minutes. And then Dan Aarons is in the room. So, you know, it's not really Dan Aarons. I find that plausible. Else. Yes. <laughs> but so that was, it was a really good conversation because I think that one of the things we don't want to do is we don't want to limit citizen input. But we also don't want to uh, be able to say, you know, swear words for, for f three or four minutes. We don't want to be w w watch that, and we don't want to have it that, um, you know, that sort of a mouthpiece for somebody who shouldn't have that kind of mouthpiece. You want to swear it before four minutes, you stand right there and swear it before four minutes. Um, so it was voted on. Uh, it was a six-to-one vote in favor of dismissing online. And so it was hard. Cause what we talked about it is, is I could argue both sides. I, I can see both sides. Um, because uh, we really don't want to limit our, our citizens. Um, but they still have, uh, they can still call in and leave a message. They can still do, you know, um, online as far as emails, and they can show up. Um, so uh, I think we still have pretty darn good access. Um, and I, I do get both points of it. It was, it was, it was I think it's a tough decision, but at the same point, I, I don't think that um, our staff, our council, and, and our citizens um, need to be exposed to that kind of behavior. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yeah. And it's, it's happening um, most, you know, a few hundred times, or I'm sorry, a few hundred, hundred and over 150 times in the last six months. And so uh, we decided six to one to, to cancel that. And it was hard because, I, I, again, I don't like the idea of limiting citizen input. Um, but that was something that we introduced during COVID because it was, I think, necessary. And um, I think now if you, wanna, if you wanted to uh, to try to be here in person or to do it online um, as far as an email or a phone call. I think that's appropriate. Will that apply to uh, uh, count, uh, to not only the council, but uh, boards and commissions? Yes, right, Michael? Yes. Yeah, so the idea is that we're gonna do it um, for boards and commissions. Some of the like neighborhood meetings and that kind of stuff will still probably be online because it's just, it's just easier. And a lot of those things are only um, attended by three or four people anyways. So online, it makes a little more sense. Um, so. uh, actually, uh, with last night's uh, resolution, uh, which applied to town council meetings, that goes into effect immediately. So I think uh, what we're going to discuss is uh, for boards and commissions, uh, if the uh, uh, hearing has been noticed already and people have been informed they have online uh, access, we'll keep uh, keep that for the hearings that have been notified already noticed but uh, I think uh, uh, once that is done then uh, uh, we're going to shut down the online access uh, to, to to speech so uh, and all you'll be able to do is submit written comments does that extend to to like social media channels that the town has that would those comments be closed off or is comment allowed there Oh no, no, the, it won't affect social media. It's just the live meetings. What's the distinction that makes that makes that recommended? I mean, don't you have the same behavior problem on social media? Yeah, I, I think you do have uh, have that, and certainly uh, uh, if you open up a forum, people have access. But one of the things you don't have on social media uh, is the the live meeting where you're doing business and transacting business as a board of, uh, as planning commission or as a uh, town council and you have someone interrupt that meeting with uh, obscenity and uh and uh, uh hate speech uh so uh i think that's really where where we're at i mean in terms of the forum 
if you open a forum, the lesson is you have to uh, uh, invite all comers because you can't discriminate on uh, uh, the content of speech or the viewpoint of a speaker. Uh, but you don't have to open that forum. Yeah. And in this case, we're shutting off one of the forums. Mm -hmm. Leaving others in place, certainly. Uh, if someone wants to come to the meeting, that, then mm -hmm. they still may comment. And we can't control that necessarily if we offer public comment on items that uh, uh, are not on the agenda, which we do. So, okay. Thank you. You bet. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Any more questions? Chris? Update on the interchange? Interchange. Uh, we're hoping to have something by the end of the month, which is almost uh, now. Yeah. So, um, but we have, I've been, I feel like I've been saying that since June. So, right. <laughs> um, I don't want to. I want to jinx it any more than I have to. Yeah, so. we'll we'll throw some salt over yeah. your shoulder. Just <laughs> a question: uh, the train horn quieting. When's that gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> what made you think uh, of that? Uh, I think I can take that one, EJ. Uh, so. Uh, the railroad has been out doing uh, construction out on the site. Um, they uh, neglected to order <laughs> some equipment that is necessary for that. Uh, so once they get that equipment in, they will be back to finish that installation. Um, once that is installed, then, they're, then they will be uh, going back to the uh, Public Utility Commission uh, one, and then once they approve. so. Hopefully in the next uh, few months. Yeah, we're hoping by summer. Yeah, yeah. We got, I remember so, I got the email and it said, "Oh, they, they forgot to bring some bring some stuff." I'm like, "Oh, jeez." <laughs> I mean, it's not their first rodeo, so that's it was a little frustrating for sure. No, it's <laughs> but it's a railroad. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you guys. Thank you, Dixon. DRB. No update. No update. <laughs> Staff update. Uh, well, the mayor pretty much stole my update. Uh, <laughs> so yes, the uh, going away from uh, online is going to affect all the boards and commissions for development services. Um, so there, there may be occasion where we uh, allow an exception for a board member uh, if we're in need of a quorum for uh, an item. Uh, we just ask that it be uh, that we have notice at least 24 hours prior to um, the, the meeting so that we can actually get that set up for the, that board member or commissioner. I'll just say I, I appreciate that because I was sitting there processing it thinking, you know, it's, it's, it's a long-term commitment. It can be hard to juggle and squeeze in sometimes and the ability sometimes to do it online really helps allow us to be there. So I appreciate that you guys are thinking of that. And Chris, I agree. That's one of the things is, is I haven't missed a meeting in six years, but I'm going to miss my first one in March. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll, fortunately, I'll be, I'm able to be online. Um, and I think that, and, and I think that we made a distinction between public <laughs> online and, and elected, elected officials and elected board members on, online as well. I think that that's, that was important. So. I'm also willing to sign an agreement that I will not spend four minutes swearing at the mayor. <laughs> I was going to say so. Jason can be online, but no comments. <laughs> uh, let's check on the uh, quorum for the upcoming meetings, March 14th. Do we have any uh, conflicts? I may have a conflict. 
reason I say I may is because my wife has not yet informed me whether I have a conflict that night or not. Do you may or you may or you march? <laughs> on March, I have a conflict on the 14th. I actually have planning commission in Woodland Park on a project I'm involved in. So, um, got to go before commission. So <clears> now <throat> for those online public comments. Yes, <laughs> yes. Hmm. Be there in person. Yeah, so I won't. I won't be here on the 14th. Okay. Okay. So, even with that, uh, the scenario of two being gone, we'd still have a quorum if, if needed. How about the 28th? Good. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. I have I, comments. You have comments? Yeah. Please. Is that okay? Yeah. With all the respect to the board at large, just a couple of thoughts. You know, just to keep to keep with us. Um, and I can I can start at any point in the spectrum, right? And we know that there will always be studies that support or pro or con any new technology, right? Um, but when I ponder and I think, what do I want to preserve our views or to err on the safe side? I would err on the safe side. You know, like I would, sac that's my personal opinion. Again, with all due respect to the board, I would sacrifice my views for the peace of mind of not me, but the generations to come. And I'm glad that we have a forum like this that we can hear, we can listen, and we can start abreast of what is coming. But we have an amazing tool in our hands to promote technology for moving forward and not getting stagnated, right? Um, there are many solutions to coverage. We cannot have it both ways, right? You can have poor signal and not being able to get a phone call from inside your house. You know, that's an extreme. You may have awesome signal, but you may not have grandchildren, sir. You know, uh, and again, it's just extrapolating, going on both extremes. But again, um, I know how precious our views are, and this applies per maybe just to this particular conversation, but I would take error on the safe side over the views. That's just my thinking. With all due respect to the board, I know we have guidelines, but I, in, a, in a case like this, in a situation like this, I would actually propose that we table the discussion for at least one or two sessions before we make a decision. That, um, and I'm, I'm sure I'm overlooking something in the guidelines, Chair. That's my opinion, and I just wanted to share with the board, and thank you for, for letting me express that. And certainly, uh, if, if there's a situation that, that you would like to hold something or um, you know, gather additional information, arrangements can be made to do that, but we also have to be cognizant that mm -hmm. we, we do have specific guidelines yeah. that are in the municipal code by which we are um, to make determination like that. I understand that, but if I see the light of the train coming with a horn or no horn, right, <laughs> I, I, I would like to get out of the way. So again, with all respect, I know we have guidelines, uh, but it would be an omission in moral consciousness not to express what we think. I so appreciate that. My, my apologies to the board at large. Oh, no, honestly, no. But that's, that's Jason. My, my apologies, Mayor. It's okay. No. It really is. I, 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 my opinion is is you have a criteria. Yes, sir. If you go outside of that criteria, you're legally held. <laughs> Yeah. And by other, not only for this particular thing, but other things we, we vote on. There's things that I'm like, I don't like all that. 
Well, not, not only legally, but we would be incapable of working through our varied opinions because none of us are experts on that. So just as there are some people who express fears about what they mm -hmm. think it may do, there's also, as the applicant pointed out, 50 plus years of track record of radio, television, 1G, oh. 2G, 3G, 4G, but so I'm just saying that's that's part of the slippery slope peril. So you get to vote as you feel, you know, fit morally, and you also get. But to I need to obey by the guidelines, and I understand that. But you could I, also also request, as we do, we modify sometimes. Yeah. Request that we table this and revisit it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and your opinion is always valued. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I value the presence of this board, so and I, I again my apologies for for the comments, but oh no no yeah. no need to. You, <laughs> you know, believe me, I uh, I, I understand the conundrum and the, and the dilemma there. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it is 7:05, <laughs> and I will move to adjourn this meeting. Do I uh, hear a second? I'll second, second. and I'll vote Third. aye this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, sir, we have you. a roll call. Chair Aarons? Aye. Vice Chair Cote? Aye. Commissioner Salinas? Aye. Commissioner Samuelson? <laughs> Commissioner McHugh? Uh, aye. Commissioner Warnke? Aye. Commissioner Martinez? Can I table this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I say aye. aye. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,